Okay. All right. We got it. Oh, damn it. Oh, Welcome back. It seems like it's been forever, but that's just because we're busy and life is hard right now. And yep. yeah. But I love it. Welcome back to Stream Queens. Stream Queens. I'm at in controls again so sorry but this is mick and breeze virtual right now still and we also have our good friend jordan jordan Hello. hey it is time for our monthly marvel i feel like we just did one Yay. yeah i'm so excited just ugh, i love this one okay so we are continuing it with iron man 3 that came out in 2013 and you um, can stream it on Disney Plus, bitches. Oh, yeah, we gotta say where we can stream. But yes, Disney Plus has all of them now, which is amazing. Let's get started with some fun facts about Iron Man 3. The So, you know, the he did a little reference. He's like, hey, Ralphie, Merry Christmas or whatever to that little kid in the glasses. He, he straight up said... I really loved you in that in the, the movie The Christmas Story. Still <laughs> laughing. Yeah, same. Um, that it's like an intentional kind of Christmas movie, actually, because the actor who played Ralphie from A Christmas Story was one of the producers in Iron Man and Iron Man Two, and so that, that was cool. yeah. So that was like a little callback to him, and that's why they made it like Christmassy too. I love that. Another really fun Easter egg. Uh, the Mandarin uh, had a Captain America tattoo at the back of his neck with an A in the middle. You can't see it until, like, the first little, like, sequence that they do with him. Um, and the director explained it as it was actually part of the design of the Mandarin. He's, quote, cobbled together. It's essentially a Captain America shield with an anarchy symbol in the middle of it, and it's supposed to represent the corruption of America. So. Holy shit. Yeah, I actually went back and saw it. <laughs> this movie is very fucking real for right now in our lives, so I'm ready to unpack that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I thought of that when I watched it too. I was like, oh shit, good timing, I guess. LOL. This movie was also a realistic de depiction of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which I'm sure you two picked up as we are mentally health inclined people um I, take your meds. I didn't do yeah. that today i should probably do that um <laughs> and in some psychology books actually like for college level this is like a cited as a good representation of ptsd movie oh wow yeah so it's in college books super cool sorry i have like 10 so i'll keep going um <laughs> So, I love it because you always, you're like, I can't just pick a couple. I have to have a thousand or none. Because yeah. they're so cool. <laughs> that's why I like Marvel, too, because they have all the little Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah, that was. Whatever. Um, so RDJ got injured while filming, which is, I they do a lot of action scenes, so I understand. And so that whole last scene that he had of him, like, going to his old house, picking up the wrench and leaving, that was all CGI'd. Like, Marvel, like, took clips of him and made that little sequence really what yeah what injury did he have he like hurt his ankle or something but obviously you can't like walk or like do anything and i think it was like close oh. to wrap up so they're just like fuck it we'll just <laughs> do it. i was always curious about that because there is so many action shots in this movie i was wondering how many of those the characters actually did themselves and how many they had like stunt doubles do 
I don't know. I should look that up. The necklace that Stark gives Potts at the end of the movie is actually made out of the metal that was in his heart. So it was like a big deal. Oh. And I, I didn't make that a big deal in the movie. I feel like that's so special. I know. I've seen this movie how many times and I was just like, oh, she just got a fancy ass necklace. Like, it wasn't until I read this article. I was like, oh, shit, that's actually really cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I know you guys don't like Potts and Stark together, but... I liked their relationship in this movie. I know, you still don't. It's fine. <laughs> all right, last one to get us all hyped up and pissed off the world. Maya was supposed to be the main villain, not Killen. You want to know why they didn't have a female villain? Because they were worried that it w they wouldn't sell toys as much or they wouldn't get as much profit. Fuck off. I'm not surprised. Yeah. The director, like, had a whole quote about it, and he was super upset about it, too, so they had to, like, work that around. I was like... I think that would have been so awesome to have the, the ex meet the sex, and then the ex be the psychopath. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was... Whatever. Fuck you, Marvel. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> here's a little synopsis before we go in. This is so cheesy. I literally took this off the description from Disney+, Plus because I was like, what the fuck is this? When Tony Stark finds his world reduced to rubble, one question haunts him. Does the man make the suit, or does the suit make the man? The question of the century. I feel like every male dude was just whacking it to that snobs. Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> All right, let's get going. One out of your two listeners. Congratulations. I don't give a shit. If that's what offended them the most out of this so far, then I don't know what to tell them. That's a fair point. Because we've talked about some fucked up shit. And, and like, boldly stood behind Black Lives Matter. We, so be, um, we should also make a shout out. Happy Pride. We love all Woo! of you. Yes, happy Pride. Pride. If that's a reason to not follow us, go for it, too. That's cool. Bring yeah. it on. You don't like I it, then I don't... Yeah, as if this is my podcast. I make the decisions now. I decide who listens, who your audience is. I make all the decisions. I mean... Jordan, no matter what, once we finish these Marvels, we're going to keep you around for another set of theories. So. We still have to do all the Star Wars ones, too, so... Yeah. No. <laughs> Fine. Fine, I'll do it. Fine, twist Fine. my arm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, if we have people that don't agree with what we're saying, then I don't want them to be listening anyways. Alright. <laughs> so, opening! It's super dark and ominous, and Tony Stark has this really deep speech about making your own demons. And then there's a flashback. Right away. We are transferred to 1999 to a New Year's party in Switzerland. Stark is hammered and loud. Um, and, I don't know if you guys noticed, so he's He's drunk, he's loud, he's talking to this girl. Did you notice that his friend from the bunker introduced himself during that? Did you recognize him? Nope. Oh. You should go back <laughs> and rewatch so it. Um, I have a lot to say about this. I'll let you finish your, your thoughts, but yeah. I, I need to tell you that the cat lost the the volume remote, <laughs> the speaker, and it was under the couch, and I was frantically searching for it to turn up the goddamn volume. So I could hear the movie, so I missed a few things, and it definitely comes out in my notes, so I'll tell you about that. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> Goddamn Moxon. What a little bitch. Okay, but 
But yeah, his guy from the bunker introduces himself, but Stark's too hammered to remember him or care, which is sad. Um, so as Stark's fucking around with this girl, um, a man named Aldrich tracks down Stark and his date to plug his idea and his business. Tony Stark's like, yeah, dude, I'll hear what you have to say. Meet me upstairs on the roof at midnight. And his date is also a super scientist, I guess, and working on something brilliant that helps regrowth and the brain. IDK. It's literally what I said. You nailed it. Yeah. Honestly, oh, sorry, do you have more? No, you can go. So, like I said, frantically searching for the remote, didn't (laughs) realize it was a flashback. I thought it was current day. (laughs) So, my first thought, well, and I loved, we create our own demons, which, that's just legit. But, uh, (laughs) we have, I'm blue, dab-a-dee-dab-dab, dab dab I fucking knew you would like that. I heard that song. I was like, "God damn it, Brian's be all over this." <laughs> it caught me. I, I sent Nick a snap of it too. While I like just that part of the song, I was like, "Still such a banger." It so, is. I don't remember it that. Is. Did you send me that Friday? This house with a blue little window in it. It's so fucking catchy. So good. So, how does he look douchier in every movie? <laughs> He hits a like a, a level I didn't know existed of douchiness, and I don't know how they are able to create that in his character, but I love it. <laughs> then I said, "What the fuck is he cheating on Pepper?" I fucking knew he was trash. Because you didn't know it was a flashback. <laughs> okay, Brienne, I had volume the whole time, and I still was thinking all the same things you were. <laughs> Because we don't, we don't figure it out, like, right away that it's a flashback. So I was like, okay, he has these stupid fucking glasses on, which, like, <laughs> makes sense once you understand that it's a flashback. So that's where, like, the douchiness comes in. And then there's this other girl, and I was like, did they try to just, like, swap out Gwyneth Paltrow with, like, no. a brunette woman and think no one would notice? I'm like, this is no fucking soap opera. Where they're just gonna have like in in captions, this is Pepper Potts. Right, exactly. But anyway, sounds like we both figured it out, so that's great. And then she was working on some bullshit with a plant, and I was like, why the fuck did the plant blow up? Because obviously that was very confusing. Yeah, this whole part. This part was hard for me to also summarize too, because I don't give a shit about science stuff, and. So that's why I got IDK at the end of it. Even though, and I saw this movie before, so I didn't want to put, do like any spoilers right away. So I was like, God damn it, I don't know. So yeah, uh, Stark and his new la- lady friend—I forgot her name at this point. Um. <laughs> I don't know until the very end. They—they <laughs> they really gotta do. Yeah, they gotta do a better job of introducing their characters, though. God damn right. it. You say uh, you have to say the name like five times in the first introduction so that I know who it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Same. And I still won't know. I love it. Did you guys notice before they faked, happily, creepily shut the bedroom doors? <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, that was so weird. Ugh. Happy is like such a creeper, but kind of lovable. And I, do- I don't know if it's because his name is Happy or if I actually agree with that statement I just said. <laughs> Stark leaves the, his fan guy on top of the roof and it's really sad. I did get a text from Jordan about that. I remember that. 
Yeah, I think that was, I, I was texting Michaela a little bit, like, at the beginning and then towards the end. Um, and I, I mean, it's pretty obvious, like, what is going to happen because he's talking about demons and then he stands this guy up and he's waiting on the roof by himself. And I know in my head, I'm like, yeah, this guy is going to turn out to be a demon. Like, <laughs> and I still was so sad. And I was like, Jordan, don't feel bad for him because he's going to be evil. But I couldn't help it. It, it like... I don't know why. I was like watching it by myself and I like started to tear up a little bit. It was so weird. Anyway. It is I'm pretty sad. It turned out to be evil, so then I didn't have to be sad anymore. They probably and honestly like Jordan is the perfect person for all the people that listen that are just all about empathy and are like we can change and fix you and save you. It's fine. <laughs> nope. He's just a bad apple. <clears throat> oh, that's a drop there. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. All right. Um. So we go back to present present day, and Stark is now telling telling all of us that he's a good guy and he's changed and he's implanting stuff into his arm in his little garage thing. Um. I said Stark is on a bender to test new suits. Um, he does a sexy dance while his suit attaches to his body on its own. Like, cause yeah, that was in Avengers when he was kind of st first starting to like, tinker with that a little bit. Um, it doesn't go completely as planned and Stark turns the TV on to see a terrorist ranting about America. <laughs> this terrorist is attacking military churches and bases while the soldiers are away. This terrorist is calling himself the Mandarin and hijacks America's airwaves. Rodney, Rody, sorry, Rody goes from War Machine to Iron Patriot, and he's kind of the butt of a joke now because everyone's like, "Oh, Iron Patriot!" Oh, like, that's kind of funny, actually. I love it. Um, is, is his nickname Rody? Yeah, Rody. That that's fucking hilarious. I never caught that. Oh, I always call him that. <laughs> that's adorable. Like we're friends. Just, you think about like illegally drinking in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alright, so I guess we'll pause there. Um, what's your guys' first little um, thoughts about the Mandarin? <laughs> uh, so I love, before we get into that, we need to have the love and appreciation for Jarvis and the shit that he has put through constantly in these goddamn movies. He's the true hero. He... Stark wouldn't have anything, like, without him, so... <laughs> right. I mean, Stark, like, created... And obviously that's what geniuses do, create other things to do the work for you, but whatever. <laughs> but also, whenever he destroys his workspace, I get so much anxiety. Like, when he's trying to get the suit, and, he's like, and it's, like, blowing up the entire workspace, and I'm like, oh, God. And you know Jarvis is the one that's got to clean that bitch. No, his dummy does. <laughs> his dummy. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the dummy. Oh. But that's like another that's another thing where I'm like, this fucking asshole. Yeah. Like he just like fucking runs around, does whatever he wants. He makes a comment where he says, I'm the best. And I just said, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, Brianne. I love you. <laughs> um, have you guys ever thought about how when oh, our sprinklers just went on outside and it scared the shit out of me? Have you ever noticed how Tony Stark like in his little lab area when he's like putting shit in his arms and like dancing around and i'm like 
you kind of look like what I imagine someone who has a meth lab acts like. In yes. The- <laughs> like, yes. He, Tony Stark is a meth chemist. Like, <sighs> he's, he's, a, he's a meth a meth addict for fucking technology. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, yeah. Um, and they talk about that, too, a lot. That, like... Because I think there's a quote where Pepper's like, yeah, is that, like, number 12? And he's looking... It's, like, 42. And he's like, yep, that's number 12. And I think they quote it later, but they definitely talk about this connection between his obsession and his need to be the best. And I was like, oh, shit. But I did want, also want to point out, I called the terrorist the beard because I didn't... Right. I didn't remember his name. <laughs> And he said, I'm not a terrorist, I'm a teacher. And I said, okay, Trump. <laughs> okay, Boomer, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, literally, that's what every, like, fascist leader ever has said. I'm not a terrorist, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm not a fucking teacher. No. Anyway. Yeah. It's... I had to call that out. Yeah. The uh, Mandarin's definitely pretty... Not a fun introduction. That kind of freaked me out when I saw... Oh, another fun fact. That's just personal. Wait, maybe I'll talk about the end. I'll talk about the end. I saw this movie in theaters, though, like, midnight premiere, so that was fun. Oh, shit. Was there another thing at the end that I didn't watch? Yeah, but it's funny. It's just... It has nothing to do with the upcoming movies. I will okay. talk about it later. It... Like, fuck. I just... I, and I'm, I'm a, I strike out at the point because I... <laughs> I, I did watch this one and I was super proud of myself and then at the end of it I was like that was it like seriously <laughs> I sat here for 15 minutes watching credits so that I wouldn't miss it and then nothing, like, nothing comes out of it you do you do know that there's a thing called like fast forward that you can yeah, like... the remote was far out of my reach and I didn't want to sit up so you know what watching all the credits I, we were those psychos that would sit in the theater after, it's already what, a two and a half hour movie? We would yeah. sit at the end of the fucking credits just to see those clips for the first time. That's how psycho we were about these movies. <laughs> like, and you were probably not alone. No, I, we had a group of friends. <laughs> the mixed friends all leave and she's like, nah guys, I'll catch up with you. <laughs> I mean, it's... Really well, no, she did a taxi. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Joke's on you, I drove, assholes. <laughs> Not going anywhere. Alright. So yeah, the Mandarin. Super terrorist dude. Awesome. Loved it. This is where those two people, those two kids come up and get his autographs. And <laughs> Christmas... I loved you in Christmas Story, by the way. <laughs> um... But while that was going on, someone mentioned the little Christmas story kid mentioned the wormhole from the Avengers, and he gets an automatic panic attack and kind of has a mental breakdown in public and gets away. He, like, just, like, pieces out. He's like, I gotta get out of here. Bye. So, kind of embarrassing on his part, but mental illness isn't a joke. Just take care of yourself. Yeah, the only thing I have from that, I was like, holy shit, even Iron Man has anxiety. Let's, like, let's talk about that. Let's make that real. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I remember this was, like, I don't say the first movie, but the first Marvel movie where they're like, oh, yeah, the actions by these superheroes kind of fucked them up. Like, it's, like, making yeah. them human, which I really, I think that's why I like this movie a lot, too. Yeah, this was a good one. The only thing that I 
would comment on from that is when he's giving him shit for the name. <laughs> he, he like, makes some comment about how it tested well in focus groups. I fucking <laughs> Oh my god, they did, like, real, like, advertising focus groups with this name. We meet up with our girl Pepper, Pepper Potts. She is the boss bitch at Stark Industries now. And she has a meeting with a guy who used to ask her out all the time. And lo and behold, it's the same dude that Stark left on the roof um, at New Year's in 1989, but he got hotter and not disabled anymore for some reason. Uh, don't know how that worked. Or we don't it's know. It's called a blow up, Michaela. <laughs> Aldrich pitches an idea to Potts called Extremis. He gets a little too comfy with her and close touching as he explains what he wants to do to upgrade DNA in human beings. And of course our friend Happy's there because he's head of security now. He's making everyone wear badges. <laughs> I love that part too. He's like, badge. Badge guys. Badge. <laughs> Everyone's um, like, fuck up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Stark checks in. Happy starts video chatting with Stark. Because um, he's like, I don't like this dude. He has a weird do with him. He's being really close to Pepper. And then... Stark's like, whatever, it's fine. He's not really too worried about it, I guess, even though he should be. Um, meanwhile, Pepper isn't really sold on Ulrich's idea because it can weaponize soldiers, which is what they want to kind of get away from. She rejects his idea, but he gives her a sensual kiss on the cheek as he leaves. She was into that fucking kiss. Let's talk about that yeah. fucking second. I mean, she kind of gets treated like shit, so... <laughs> I talk about that as well, but that was something I was like, oh, bitch, you like that? Mm -hmm. You like that? Honestly, what I wanted to happen in this movie was for her to, like, run away with him um. and then be out of the movie. <laughs> yes. Killian looks douchier than Stark ever did, and yep. I don't even know how that's possible. It's the crop pants. <laughs> <laughs> just so confident it's the cropped pants i think it was his hair for me i didn't like his hair at all it was everything it was the cropped pants the hair the douchey smile that he like had that like kind of half smile bullshit going on with her yeah what david david um but oh, yeah when you get that like that video chat call yep <laughs> happy answers the video call how every boomer takes a picture <laughs> with the iPad? Is that where you said? Is this the forehead of security? <laughs> yes. I texted Mick that in all caps. I just, I hadn't texted her in a while and it just said, Is this the forehead of security? And I'm fucking dying. It's so funny. RDJ, like, really went above and beyond in this fucking movie. He's so yeah. funny, even though... Well, it's like, it's like, dude, flip the screen, flip the screen. He's like, I don't want to flip the screen. He's like, I'm not a tech genius like you. Like, what the fuck? FaceTime was definitely... It for you. Yep. He, FaceTiming was definitely a thing in 2013, so... Yeah. Come on. He has no excuse. Um, so yeah, Pepper Potts has a really fun day at work, and she gets home to a big-ass bunny in the driveway that's supposed to be her Christmas present. Oh, yeah. Which can, is... we, can we pause there for one second? I have some thoughts. <laughs> yes. I mostly have questions, but let's hear your thoughts first. <laughs> She's with this guy 
who has millions and billions of dollars. <laughs> and he gets, because he's so unthoughtful and does he's like, I love you. I'm the luckiest man ever. Da, da, da. I'm going to get you a giant-ass fucking stuffed bunny. Where can you store that? It's garbage. And he doesn't even give her, like, a real gift. That's so fucked up. <laughs> All right. Um, we didn't pick up date night, which we'll get to. And I'm fine with it. Stark is on his couch in his suit when Pepper Potts walks in and it gets super sensual, but because it's Tony Stark, Pepper's not totally buying it and she goes down to the garage and finds Stark in the garage and not in the suit, which is pretty fucked up, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now that he's in trouble, he decides it's time to confront her about Aldrich and they kind of start like fighting. So that's fun. Always fun to watch. Yeah, honestly, I was, well, A, I feel like maybe we should clarify. So she comes into the house and she's greeted by what she thinks is yes. him in the suit. Yes. She's like talking to him and he's talking to her from downstairs through the suit. So he's not in it. Yeah, sorry. Like I said, I was, this was before my bedtime, so I have no idea what I was writing. No, that's okay. But, so it was like, so then she comes downstairs and sees him down there fucking around, like, talking to her through this robot, and she's like, what the fuck, dude? Which, that was pretty weird. But also, I just thought it was really bizarre how he was like, oh, she's already mad at me because I'm an asshole, so now I'm gonna bring up this thing to like make this fight worse or to, like, yeah. would turn this fight around on her i was like fuck you dude like why do why do men un, like not understand why we get mad at them it's because of shit like that yeah no it's because he's he's actually a piece of shit person like he really he doesn't deserve her and she continues to go back to him and i don't know what the dynamic is there's a power dynamic there that's really uncomfortable i think but I didn't like it. And so they're finally fighting, and I say, yes, queen, leave his ass. Yeah. Please leave him. Please. Please. But don't worry. The reason why he's such an asshole is because he's a superhero that hasn't been right since New York with Avenger. Yeah, Brianne's shaking her head. He's always been shitty. Forever. What he the just, fuck is that? He's adding, like... Here's my next excuse. Here's my next excuse. Here's here's another one. How about this excuse? Instead of being like, I'll own up all my mis on my my mistakes and apologize for being a giant asshole. Yeah. 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 So he tries to blame the reason that he's not a good boyfriend is because he's a superhero that got fucked up by aliens. Um, he is paranoid about everything and wants to protect the Earth and Pepper. So he says, um. He says he hasn't been sleeping, blah, blah, blah. So the next night, he tries sleeping in the bed with Pepper, but he has a vivid nightmare, and Pepper tries to wake him up, but in Tony's sleep, he called one of his suits to attack her, and uh, that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. So messed up, you guys. Yeah. I was like, this suit have a mind of its own? Nope. He fucking called the suit to murder his girlfriend that he put on gloves. So we get to Happy tracking down, I did not know the guy's name, that bald guy's name, like, until the end, so I just call him the bad guy. So, <laughs> the bad guy that was with Aldrich when he visited Potts, um, Happy decided he's gonna track him down because he's like, something's not right about this guy. 
and Happy sees a man give someone else a briefcase. And Happy's like, okay, I don't like this. Seems fishy. Happy confronts the bald guy. Bad, bad, bald, bad guy. That's what I'm going to call him. Bald, bad guy. And he suddenly glows red and reheals himself after Happy punches him in the face. Um, sorry. The other guy on the bench inhales whatever the bad guy gave, gave him in the suitcase and causes a big explosion. Happy is hurt in the explosion, and as he's, like, trying to, um, as he's, like, passing out into his coma, he's hurt, whatever, he points to where the guy was, because obviously he knows, like, oh, shit, I gotta give someone a clue or whatever, and the guy has dog tags on, like, from the military. The bad guy heals up and walks away from the explosion like nothing happened while Happy is unconscious on the ground. That was a really hard scene to, like, summarize. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was confusing. I realized as we were explaining it that there were things that I definitely missed while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, per usual with these movies, like, I got confused <laughs> with the tech and science part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really have a lot to comment on. Yeah, it's probably a good thing I've seen this a thousand times. <laughs> Brienne? <laughs> I first said, <clears throat> I first said, is that Ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of did look like Ben Affleck. It kind of did. The same, there's something about his eyes or something. <laughs> yeah, it Happy fights some lava bots. And Ooh. so I can assume he exploded the same, for the same reason that the plants did. Because I'm still like, trying to connect that piece. Yep. Dipper Doodles, you got it. All right, look at that. <laughs> You're so smart. So smart. <laughs> so yeah. Wait, one thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack this open. Do it. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> that is so satisfying. So satisfying. All right. So after the explosion, the Mandarin puts out more videos, and he talks about fortune cookies. And he explains that he was the cause of the Chinese theater explosion, and that quote, a big one is coming. Happy is in the hospital with a coma. Stark is leaving Happy's hospital bed. The media finds him and confronts him about what he's going to do about the Mandarin, because, duh, he's a fucking Avenger. He needs to do something about it. Um, which, side note, I'm really surprised that no other heroes, like, made a cameo in this movie, considering what they just went right. through. But that's not... I'm not the director, so whatever. Um yep. <laughs> Tony Stark gets pissed and gives out his address for the Mandarin to come find him, which was the dumbest fucking thing oh, that he... fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I was so angry. I Toxic was like, masculinity. Well, exactly, because it's like, dude, you didn't just give your address out to the Mandarin, you gave it to the entire world. Like, he's such an asshole. Do you know how many people probably want him dead besides the Mandarin? Like, and like some just rando could walk up and light your house on fire. Also, Jordan, that's what I said too. I was like, if Stark wasn't so cocky, he wouldn't always end up in these fucking situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Exactly. He's yeah. like constantly trying to prove himself, which I get. He's it's part of his daddy issues, but I was like, shut the fuck up! Like, what are you doing? Also, he's not the only one that lives in that house too. His fucking yeah. girlfriend that he supposedly loves so much is also yeah, in there. Exactly. God, so fucking dumb. So when Stark gets home to the address that he just gave out to the world, he goes on a deep dive to find out about the explosions and the correlation with the Mandarin. He recreates the explosion scene and finds out that Happy pointed out where the explosion came from, which was a set of dog tags. And he finds out that a similar explosion happened in Tennessee, and Stark decides to go check it out, but there is a knock on the door. So he has to go. And he yells at Jarvis, because, like, it's Jarvis's fault that he gave um, out his home address, and he should be protecting him. Stupid. <sighs> so dumb. Jarvis is the hero. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Jar- I didn't even catch that part, but... Yeah, Jarvis yeah. takes better care of Potts than Stark does. Correct. Yep. Always right. has, always will. Yup. Yep. Alright, so Stark's like, who's at the door? <laughs> and it was the girl that he fucked in, from New Year's in 1999 in Switzerland. She's like, I need to talk to you. And he's like, if you can't tell I'm busy... But also, she walks into Pepper moving out, like, packing bags, and uh, she's like, Tony, we gotta get the fuck out of here. You gave our address to a lot of people that want us dead. Like, we should go. And Maya's like, good idea. And Stark's like, nah, I'm good. And Pepper and Stark are fighting, and in the background, on the TV, it shows a missile coming towards the Stark house, and it causes an explosion. Yeah. I'm like, fucking Stark, what are you doing? Yeah. I didn't recognize that chick at the door at first, and then I kind of put it together. She was the botanist from earlier on, which that's cool. Yeah. The botanist. Um, If we can backtrack to Happy being in the hospital, I did say that Happy looks like the guy that would love Downton Abbey. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's basically a driver. There's drivers and shit on that show that work for people, so he probably relates. It just, it's a calling, and it works for him. Oh my god, I just noticed they always show the scenes with the driver from Downton Abbey, too. That's cute. <laughs> I love that during this, during this huge explosion and all this shit's going on, I, again, get so much anxiety from all of the destruction that's happening, and I'm like, how much money, like millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. went into building this house? And then all the research and shit that he did, I'm like, he has to have it backed up somewhere. Like, he has to. That's yeah. so fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and during the explosion, um, since Tony can, like, move his suits however he wants, he puts a suit on Potts to help protect her from the fall, and the bad guy, bad ball guy, comes towards the house. I have the quote, like I said, we can't stay here, lol, you dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, so Potts grabs Maya and gets outside while Stark tries to find a way out. Um, Stark rips the suit away from Potts to put on to put him on himself once she's out of harm's way to get away from the house um, because it's like collapsing, being destroyed. Unfortunately, the suit's a protocol, so it's not combat ready. The second one falls right on him, though, and he goes bye bye into the sea while all of his suits explode. Um, Jarvis helps Stark out of the ocean, again, Jarvis saving the day, and he flies away from his house being fucking thrown into the sea. When he was in the water and his suit was starting to fill up, I was like, 
this is a fucking nightmare. I just, I can't handle that. There's, there's a couple points in this movie where I'm like, I've had this dream and I've wanted to die in my dreams because this was happening to me. That's yep. one of them. The other one's the skydiving one and oh my god. Oh yeah. Yep. Can't do it. Can't watch that shit. <laughs> no. Alright. Anything else or I'll keep going. I said LOL to Jarvis who prepared the escape plan without Stark knowing. Yep. That was good. That was funny. Because he's smart. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Um, so Tony passes out um, while he's going away. Oh yeah, so this is what you guys are talking about. So before they left... Jarvis put in the coordination, or the coordinations. <laughs> <laughs> the coordinates? The coordinates um, of where that explosion took place in Tennessee. And so he's flying there. Jarvis passes out, or Tony passes out, and Jarvis is like, dude, we have 5% battery. And Stark's like, shit, and crash lands in the middle of Tennessee. Jarvis is obviously exhausted from carrying the movie and making sure he doesn't die and powers down to sleep. Um, Stark drags the suit to a gas station and calls Pepper from a phone booth to let her know that he's alive. So he's stuck in bumfuck nowhere, Tennessee, but uh, conveniently he finds an abandoned garage with a bunch of tools and shit. Uh, A little kid shows up with a potato gun, but Stark shows the kid that he's Iron Man and the kid is a nerd, I guess, as well. And they start talking about fixing Iron Man. <laughs> Do you guys want to say anything? Or is... <laughs> Hold on. I have a question. Yes. The house they were at was in Tennessee? Yeah, but it was snowing. It made no sense. Because it's Christmas. I thought, they were, I thought they were in fucking Minnesota, no. honestly. No, it was Tennessee. I thought that they were in, like, upstate New York or somewhere that's, like north on the east coast no because no it was tennessee i'm not sure why it was snowing in tennessee but i mean there are mountains there i guess but like it's not oh whatever anyway i really missed that like i said i did not direct the movie i cannot answer these questions (laughs) fine i'm gonna write them a strongly worded email um but this has one of my favorite quotes out of the entire marvel franchise so Stark's starting to get to know this little kid. His name's Harley. And he's like, oh, is your mom home? And he's like, no, my mom went to the diner to work. He's like, what about your dad? And he's like, my dad went to get some scratchers from the gas station. But he must have won because that was seven years ago. And, oh, God. And Stark's like, yeah, dad's leave. No need to be a pussy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I fucking died. In the theaters, I was, like, crying about that for, like, a good five minutes. I'm like, he just called a kid a pussy! <laughs> yeah, that works. He's besties a little kid. Gotta love it. Weird. I don't know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, Pepper is at her, well, it used to be her home. Not anymore. Um, she picks up one of Iron Man's helmets and hears a beeping. She puts on the mask and hears Tony's message that he's okay um, she takes Maya with her away from the rubble, and Maya fills Pepper in um, with why she was there. She thinks that her boss is working for the Mandarin. And Pepper's like, well, who's your boss? And she's like, Aldrich Killigan. And he's like, oh, shit. But we, this gets confirmed for us because the next clip is him on the phone with the bad bald guy asking if, like, hey, you kill Stark. And the bald guy's like, Yeah. He's like, cool, the boss is going on soon. And it's the Mandarin. 
Anyway, Brienne, I texted you this earlier, but every time they said Killian, I was like, I don't know, Killian Casey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> From Broad City when she's trying to do her taxes. <laughs> oh, it cannot be any more obvious when they say Killian as, as his name and he's the fucking bad guy. Right. Yeah. Killian Casey, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, so that's Earth Shattering. Fun stuff. Um, I don't have any other notes outside of, oh, snap! From the pussy? Or the plot twist? <laughs> from the plot twist. Mm. Yep. Okay. Love it. So we go back to town with Mr. Harley and Stark. Harley takes Tony around the town, and he keeps asking about the Avengers, which is pissing Tony off. Um, but Harley also gives Stark the story about what happened with the explosion, um, and what he's like oh yeah this guy went crazy and made a bomb and then everyone died and they're like well why are there shadows and the kid's like they said that the souls went to heaven and then he went to hell and i'm like that is such a kid fucking thing for them to say yeah uh, yeah that was that sounds about right <laughs> uh, the little kid as little kids are would not stop bringing up new york to stark because he's a superhero he's like looking up to all these superheroes and shit. And it gets so bad that Stark ends up having a panic attack again. Um, Tony's like, who can I... So he meets Mrs. Davis, the mom of the guy who made the bomb. And she's like, oh, you're here for the file. And he's like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll take it. And she's like, yeah, okay. I mean, she's drunk and sad, so... Um, I mean, me always. Um, <laughs> Stark warns her that her son was used as a weapon, and then a mysterious lady shows up and arrests Stark. She's like, sorry, I'm going really fast for this, but whatever. Um, of course, the local sheriff's in the bar as well, along with the deputy, just drinking with, with the locals. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's fine. Right. Um, so there was a shotgun. There was... <laughs> Gun in the bar that he took out, and I said, "Are we sure that we aren't in the armpit of Wisconsin, Tennessee?" Yeah. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Exactly. Um, also, being from a small town, Brian, you should not be surprised because I was not. Right. I was like, "This is yeah. normal." <laughs> um, the local sheriff tries does not believe that she's Homeland Security because she's like, "Oh, I have to go arrest him in Homeland Security." LOL. Um, but then she starts burning up like the other bad guy and then murders the deputy and the sheriff in the bar. So that's fun. Um, so yeah, there's a whole fight sequence now. Um, the same bald bad guy shows up to the bar to help his mysterious woman friend and the kid starts throwing snowballs at him. <laughs> Which I thought was good. Stark smashes through a window while the woman shoots at him. They fight... And it's also kind of hot and terrifying. Get it? Hot? Because she's hot. I also pointed that out. I was like, this fight scene is sexual as fuck. The tension was high. Yeah. Um, They were, like, dancing around super... It wasn't even a fight. They were just moving around very sexually. It was was a tango. (laughs) Ooh. Another good quote I have down is... Oh, she's like, oh, a cheap trick and a cheesy one-liner, that's all you got? And he's like, honey, that could be the name of my autobiography. And then just yeah. fucking explodes the place. Yeah, that was perfection. The bad guy starts melting the water tower. 
for some reason. Um, and it does a lot of damage, but Stark survives. But then he picks up the Harley kid. And I forgot to mention before, when they first met, Stark was like, oh, do you get bullied at school? And Harley's like, how do you know I get bullied? And then Stark gave him a little weapon. He's like, next time someone, like, messes with you, do this. Point it away from your eyes. And he's like, okay. And so the kid's being held by the bad guy, like, gun to his head. And Stark's like, hey, remember those bullies? And then he does the thing and Stark blasts him. Yeah. Yeah. So they're alive. Um, Stark leaves Harley to watch after the suit. I'm sorry, kid. You did good. So now you're just gonna leave me here? Like my dad? Yeah. Wait, you're guilt-tripping me, aren't you? I'm cold. I can tell. You know how I can tell? The Mandarin calls the president uh, while he's on Air Force One and asks him to call him, otherwise he's going to shoot someone in the head on live television, because I forgot which guy was at his feet, but it was some, I think it was part of his cabinet or something. I don't remember. It was a rich old white man. I mean, just shoot it. Anyways, um, the Mandarin <laughs> shoots the guy anyway, after the president calls, and... While they're on the phone with him, they track the Mandarin outside of Pakistan and send Rhodes there right away. I mean, I don't know why they would have given us more of an introduction to the president and vice president, but it's like, as viewers, we've built up zero loyalty <laughs> to them. So it was just kind of like, okay, I don't really care that much, but I get that it's like symbolically important, but anyway. And I did, I thought even beyond the president vice president and the dude that was shot i was thinking even beyond that and how fucking terrifying it is knowing that we have the technology for someone to hack into all of our networks our computers our tv stations and broadcast something that violent mm -hmm. nothing we can do about it and i just thought like that's the world we live in and that's fucking terrifying like that, yes. that scene was legit scary yeah and like i said it's just hard it's just weird that we've gone from, like, oh, no, the president and vice president have to be super respectful and, like, blah, blah, blah. And now we're, like, fucking kill him. Like, it's fine. <laughs> well, and it's like they, you know, it, in previous positions, they held a lot of, I think we always had this idea that they held a lot of power. In reality, it's supposed to be, you know, power that's spread out so that decisions can be made rightfully so. Yeah. And in our current climate, that's not necessarily the case. And so I think, like, that's what's so interesting about this and how our political world could escalate so quickly too. And that's what I was thinking when I was watching this is like, holy shit, this is so scary. Yep, Fucking terrifying. <laughs> Rhodes goes to the coordinates to Pakistan. Stark calls him in. Um, and he's like, wait, who redid War Machine to Iron Patriot? And he's like, oh, this company AIM. And uh, so Stark has this file from that soldier that caused the explosion in Tennessee and he flips it and it says MIA but then he flips it around and said aim and he's like god damn it like it's this motherfucker I stood up forever ago <laughs> that is behind all this so he's got he's got to do something about it but he doesn't have any technology or all that so he goes to a news van um Stan do you see the Stanley at the pageant he was one of the <laughs> no I missed it 
You guys, I still can't. <clears throat> I still can't point them out. I have no idea what the fuck they're looking. Just like. look for like big rimmed glasses like this. This is the first time that I haven't picked up on it, but usually I'm looking and I I just forgot to look this time. No, it was the it was the pageant. <laughs> he was one of the judges. So Tony Stark breaks into a news van. <laughs> I think the the guy that owns the news van the news van is like my favorite. Um, so he gets into his van, sees Tony Stark there, and he's like, "Mom, I need to call you back. Something amazing is happening." <laughs> And he hangs up on his mom. Um, okay, hold on. Have you guys watched the show, The Mini Project, or, um, shit, what's the other show that he's in? Happy Endings. Nope. No. Okay, so that guy is in both of those shows, and he plays almost identical characters in both of them, except he's gay in one and straight in the other. Mm-hmm. He is. I think the most underrated actor of all time. He's so fucking funny and so <laughs> good. And when I was him, I was like, he did he did the part perfectly. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Weird voice and like just like slightly awkward. I was like, oh my god, I love you so much. <laughs> I love that. He's amazing. <laughs> so Star breaks into a news van and meets Gary. <laughs> Who is obsessed with Iron Man and even has a tattoo of Tony Stark on his arm. Stark asks Gary to help him boost the signal on his antenna to break into Ames database, because that's what he's good at. Uh, the, da- the database um, is filled with disabled or wounded war vets with Alden interviewing them about their like their wounds and like what they want to be better at. Stark watches um, them inject stuff into the bodies. And the vets have a chance to regrow their limbs and fix their wounds. But also the glitch that Maya was talking about, it makes people explode. Almost exactly what happened to Happy and the Tennessee guy. And yeah. So that was one of those things where, again, they're not quite explaining the connection between the two and why that research was being done and what the importance was behind it. I guess we kind of see later on, like, it helps with the growth of you know re- they're regrowing arm or leg or whatever that is mm-hmm. but they touch on that specific type of superpower enough i think in this movie i, w- yeah. I wanted a backstory of why that was created in the first place and then how it became this thing oh it was created by killian you probably missed that because of the opening but like he's the one that I, mean, I, saw, I saw that yeah i saw the you know the botanist working on this thing but i was just curious like yeah, I don't know. There was, I think they could have kind of given us a little more of that. Yeah. Well, he also remember he Stark gave Killian, Killian, him and Maya's card at that New Year's party. So when Stark didn't show up, he reached out to Maya, who was already doing kind of the same thing, and that's why they're they were together, working together, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I've seen this a lot of times, so I understand. But, like, yeah, well, at first, it's... Still, there's still a question for me of, like, what was the purpose of that and gotcha. how did that come about? And I think I would have liked a little more backstory just of even Killian. Yeah. But um, I I had to point out, what the fuck was that modeling scene? Oh, the pageant? <laughs> that was just gross. I don't know what that was about. Couldn't tell you, dude. I don't scary. Let's just have women prance around and ask old, gross people, what do you want for Christmas? 
Yeah. Oh, it was it was this movie's version of the stripper flight attendant. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every every Iron Man movie has to have their own version of it. stripper flight attendants. Yep. 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 <sighs> Make it limit. I love the star tattoo. <laughs> and then obviously Tony, the genius that he is, just magically breaks into the AIM network database. Um, Maya and Pepper talk. They're hanging out, whatever. She has a speech. This is, oh yeah, this is what I watched from this morning, so. Um, oh, we also forgot to mention the Iron Patriot's password to his AIM account. <laughs> oh my god, War Machine, what was it? War, War Machine Rocks with an X. <laughs> I didn't um, even catch that, what the fuck? Cause, so he's, yeah, Shark's on the phone with him. And he's like, you need to tell me your password. And he's like, every time you hack into it, I have to reset my password. And he's like, it's not the 80s. We don't say hack anymore or whatever. And then he's like, give me the password. And he kind of pauses. And then he's like, war machine rocks. With an X. (laughs) I love Rhodey. He's just a wholesome man. Um, So, yeah. Da-da-da! The Iron Patriot gets a coordinate to a sweatshop for supposedly where the Mandarin is. And at first it looks like a mistake. He's like, uh, there's no one here but workers. And they're all like, and they're like, oh, sorry, mistake, get out of there. And he's like, okay. So he's like shaking hands. He's like, oh yeah. I love when he's like, you're now free if you weren't free before. <laughs> um, but one of the last workers ends up being one of Killian's little subjects and burns his ass up and knocks him out. And so now they have um, Rhodes in his machine and his suit. So during that girl hang, this is where I pointed out, I don't remember which one said it. It might have been the botanist. The ego steps in and then the obsession. And I was like, this explains Stark to a T. Uh, yeah, it was her. Because um, she is kind of trying to justify um, working with Killian, even though he's doing fucking terrible things. She's like, well, you get attention, you get ego, you get money, like, whatever. Like, it's just part of the work. Yeah. So Stark is still in contact with his little genius friend Harley and has him guarding and fixing the suit. I love the bit where he's like, I'm eating that candy you gave me. Yeah, can you still see straight? Kind of. Then you're fine. <laughs> I love it. Uh, The kid manages to fix Jarvis and is helping recharge the suit. Tony gets a panic attack because the suit's not recharging. He doesn't feel like he can do anything without the suit. And the little kid's like, are you having a panic attack? I didn't even say New York this time. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I was like, someone put Stark on Prozac stat. Yeah. I mean, me too, while you're at it. Um, And then... (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you want it. You just don't take it. Oh, yeah, I have to take that. Um, <laughs> so, Tony realizes that the... Realizes? Tony realizes that the suit won't be ready in time, so he makes new shit DIY style and goes to Miami to confront the Mandarin, because apparently the Mandarin's not in, like, Pakistan or, like, any terrorist countries. He's in fucking Miami, Florida, which is basically the same thing. I realized they went anywhere, and I just said, wait, are they still in fucking Tennessee right now? <laughs> how vast is this is this fucking state <laughs> yeah this movie's pretty geographically confusing i would yes. say yeah it's 
like I said, the first time you watch it, you're like, what the fuck? So Tony gets all the way to the Mandarin's bedroom, and then he hides when he hears the bathroom door open, and the Mandarin pops out, it's this crusty English dude, and's like, I would not go in there for 20 minutes after taking a huge shit. <laughs> and Stark is like, what are you? Because <laughs> he, like, pops he out. I know who Stark is. No, he asked the Mandarin that. He, like, pops out and, like, gets the girls in the bathroom and stuff. And then he's like, what are you? Because he's, like, this crazed English man that's supposed to have, like, the Southern Baptist accent. <laughs> and isn't his name fucking Trevor? His name's Trevor! <laughs> yep. No, what I was saying is, like, Stark knows that it's not the real Mandarin because tr this Trevor guy doesn't know who Stark is and thinks it's just a random guy trying to, like, rob him. Oh! He's like, oh, here, the money's over here. And Stark's like, yeah, you're fucking fake. Wow, I didn't even fucking put that together. All right, cool. You're so smart. So that's when I started pointing out. I was like, so the Mandarin is here, but not here. Is he also using this brain, this brain DNA bullshit on him? Like, is he doing some sort of like out of body control, like the body suit? Like at this point, I didn't realize how simplistic it was. I thought it was something bigger than that. Nope, they just gave him free drugs and sex workers. So. Holy shit! He's a goddamn puppet to cover up every explosion that they fuck up. Yep. I literally thought that they just found a lookalike and they like put a fake Mandarin and then the real one was like That was my first thought too when I saw it. I love that Trevor Trevor um offers him a beer. <laughs> oh man. So Iron Man gets away, um, and the bald bad guy comes in and sees that Iron Man was there and asks Trevor, why didn't you click the panic button You, if Iron Man was in here, why didn't you tell someone? And this is the name of my fucking autobiography. He goes, well, I panicked, and then I handled it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might be my new Instagram handle. <laughs> I love that. Or bio. Your bio, yeah. <laughs> I was like, safe. Uh, so, oh wait, no, Stark does get captured, sorry. So, um... While he's, um, talking to the Mandarin, he, the bad guy comes in, I really do not know his name, so I'm so sorry, he comes in and knocks Tony out because he's on fucking fire, and then they do the whole little bit. So Stark is now captured by Killian and Maya. I'm still struggling. Um, so, do 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 Stark is captured by Killian and Maya, I already said that. Um, so when he wakes up, it's just him and Maya, he's all tied up to a bed, which is, they make a sexual joke about that. Um, Maya wants to help Stark stabilize her work and have people not explode, but Stark's like, no, I'm not gonna do it because you already killed so many people, including one of my good friends that's in a coma right now, so sorry. Oh yeah, Killian comes in, starts talking to them, he goes through his point of view from that night in Switzerland, and he's like, thank you, Tony, for making me super desperate because now I'm super successful and I'm gonna kill you. Oh, by the way... He also has Pepper Potts, and she's tied up and was injected with the serum that can make people explode. So, that, yeah, and he shows Stark it, and Stark has to watch her being tortured, so that was super fucked up, too. I loved when Tony was talking to Maya at first, before she kind of does this, like, switch up and, like, say, tries to save the day. Mm -hmm. Just calls her out for being such a piece of shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's and then the I was like, but also, you need to be called out for being such a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I think watching Piper get tortured was probably a wake-up call for him. Yeah. I did love that, like, this desperation in this scene mm-hmm. where Pepper, and I said Pepper is literally being turned into a lava bot. Yep. Nuts. Yeah, and his acting's really good in there, too. He's, like, trying not to let it get to him, but ugh, I love RDJ so much. Anyways, <laughs> Maya is, like, okay, fuck this guy, and puts a little dose, a lethal dose to her neck, and she's, like, Killian, I'm gonna kill myself if you keep messing with Tony, and, like, don't let him go. And he's like, okay, and then shoots her. So. No, let me do it for you. Yeah, and she dies. So that was kind of anticlimactic. Well, because she was all like, what are you going to do without me? I'm like your biggest thing, dead to dead. You can't run this bullshit without me. And he was like, yeah, I can. Yeah, and then just. I said, fuck, man, why you got to shoot her like that? Yeah, for real. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Weird, weird flex. Ooh. Next, we cut to our main man, Rhodey, who is in the Iron Patriot suit. He refuses to come out of it, so they can't use it. But Killian puts his burning hand on the suit, and he's like, Oh, it's getting a little hot in there, Iron Patriot. I hate him. He's so fucking creepy. I am just not a friend of him at all. Um, so they're torturing Rhodey now, too, which is fun. While Stark's tied up, he is under watch under two guards. His fancy Hello Kitten watch that he got from Harley's little sister. It was Dora the Explorer. What the fuck was that? I thought it was a Hello Kitty. I don't know. Who cares? It was some sort of bullshit like that. So it goes off and the guards smash it. And Stark's like, oh, now you messed up, that's my friend, so now I'm gonna beat you up. And they're like, how? And he's like, like this. And he, like, holds out his hands, and nothing's coming. (laughs) Over and over again. Over and over again. (laughs) Meanwhile, Rhodes got out of his suit because Killian melted him out of there. And tries to fight Killian, but apparently Killian breathes fire like a fucking dragon now. And Rhodes gets knocked out by him and captured again. <laughs> and I think I am going to put the clip with him trying to call a suit over and over again in here because that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was anxiety ridden. I was like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Why are the fight scenes... And do, hear me out here. Why are they ten times louder than any other... Mm-hmm. I'm constantly turning it down and then being like, I can't hear them. And I'm turning it back down. Uh, so... Harley finally unlocks the shed, so Tony's suit shows up and gets to him, which was cute, I thought. Can we talk about that for a second? Yes. How much range does that fucking suit have? For real. Unlimited. Fucking, because that's why I thought they were still in Tennessee, because it was in fucking Tennessee, and it found him in what, fucking Florida? Yup. It's magic. Gross. Gross. I don't like it. (laughs) So then we got a motherfucking fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. Okay, so he fucks up shit in the warehouse to escape and gets his whole suit back. He, Stark sees the Iron Patriot fly off, and he's like, Rose, is that you? And Rose is like, sure isn't. So they both fuck shit up, and (laughs) this is when they find the Mandarin again, or the fake Mandarin, and ask him about the plan. (laughs) 
laughing and the Mandarin just kept passing out talking to them while drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's so uninterested. It's so funny. And then they score a goal and he goes, Ole, ole, ole. <laughs> <laughs> So the Mandarin gives, lets him know that they're going to be in a boat where the location is, like, for the plan, and that the vice president's involved. But this guy's an idiot and doesn't say what part he's involved with. <laughs> so Rhodey calls up the VP, and he's like, hey, like, the president's in trouble, like, I'm not there. And the VP's like, oh, well, the president's on Air Force One, I'll tell him to land. And Rhodey's like, sweet, awesome, do that. And then the VP just hangs up and goes back to his family. And I was like, that is something... Our beautiful Joe would never do that to us. <laughs> Joe would never. Joe would never do that to Obama. Um, so the Iron Patriot shows up before the president gets on the Air Force One. And during the flight, turns on everybody and murders everyone. Uh, Iron Man gets on the... Gets on Air Force One and murders the bad guy finally. But before... The bad guy dies and, like, fights Tony Stark. Everyone falls out of the plane, which is my literal fucking nightmare. I anyway, you, here's the thing, you guys, is that, like, I can't even watch fucking Castaway because it terrifies me that much. That's my biggest fucking fear. And I understand that I can get quicker place to place and around the world on a plane, and I'm doing it, and I'm putting myself in that situation. But fucking Christ, I did not need to sit through people falling out of a goddamn plane. Yeah. I didn't need to do that. I mean, you guys know how much I hate flying, right? And, like, hate yeah. heights. Yeah. I hate this fucking scene so much. Jordan, how do you feel about it? I feel like you, you're you pretty comfortable flying around and stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, like, what I was really thinking about is I was wondering how realistic it would be. I mean, obviously, like, there's no scenario in which 13 people fall out of a plane and they all, like, live. No. With, like, without Iron Man, but I was just wondering, like, scientifically, would there be actually time for him no. to, like, right. but you know what I mean? Absolutely like, not. And that, that's what I think the scariest part for me was, is that, like, holy shit, so it's not even over when you fall out the fucking plane. No, it's, like, you're thousands in- of feet. Yeah. So it's just sheer terror for, like, minutes. Yes. fall to your death, and then it's extremely painful probably three seconds and then you're dead okay can we stop talking about it now because i'm actually and do not feel great talking about this (laughs) we're just gonna move on (laughs) like uh uh, oh i wanted to know you guys' reaction to when he saves everyone and he's like just doing my job and flies away and then gets fucking smashed by a semi what did you guys think right away (laughs) My first thought was, like, fucking finally. (laughs) (laughs) This is how he goes. He saved 13 people and so he dies. Now he's not in the suit, so there we are. I should have known that that was going to happen. And it was like, my brain figured it out, like, one millisecond before it happened. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait. And then he immediately just gets hit by a semi, and I just died laughing <laughs> so perfect i was like yep that was exactly what the scene needed like this huge success and it was like 
Because it's like several minutes of suspense while he's like collecting yeah. all these people out of the air. And it's like, holy shit, such a relief. Like he did it. And then he just gets wailed <laughs> by a semi. It's so funny. I love it. Can you talk about how he saves these 11, 13 people, whatever they are. They land into the ocean, but let's, let's be real here. They're still not safe. What if one of them couldn't swim? They're all cheering for him. And That's I'm, what I was thinking. I would be shitting myself. I would I be was like, him. y'all are not safe yet. Like, And like, also, please take some time to bring me to shore. Yeah. <laughs> I just fell thousands of feet from a plane. I'd like, be in so much shock. I would probably drown, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Okay, I have a question about this. So, yeah. At that point, it looked like they where he dropped them was like outside of New York. But do we know? I have no idea because they were in a plane, so I have no idea where he dropped them off. Okay, I didn't know if that was like important for some reason and I just missed it. No, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Again, I did not direct this movie. It's Please write all your questions. <laughs> To Disney. It was the armpit of Wisconsin to Tennessee, <laughs> Amy to New York. Yeah, That's obviously. <laughs> God. So, uh, so yeah, he gets the suit smashed into a thousand pieces. And we all think Iron Man's dead, but LOL. Uh, Stark was just doing it from the boat that him and Rhodey were on on the way to save Pepper. Uh. Speaking of Pepper, she is getting injected and started on fire. Um, They have a lovely chat, or she has a lovely chat with Killian about him having a crush on her. And then the the president shows up in Iron Patriot and brought to Kellen. And then they're like, yeah, string up the president. Sounds good. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, again, I do not understand the whole president thing, but okay. We see Gwen getting shot up with that lava juice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn girl, get it. Her bod looks great. And then I said, it must be that goop. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. It's the fucking That's goop. God. Advertisement in the Marvel movie. Stop. My phone's going off, so I just threw it on the ground. Um, <laughs> completely logical reaction. Okay, so the president is strung up over oil to get burned alive on live TV. Stark and Rhodey scope out the area, and I love this little bit because Stark's kind of out of his element because he doesn't have a suit, and so he's, like, trying to ask Rhodey, like, how do I shoot? Like, where do I stand? And when they go, like, scope up and down, he's like, what did he see? I don't know, it was too fast. He, like, does it again. I don't know. That was funny. Um... He also, before all this happened, he told Jarvis that he wants the house party initiative or protocol to show up. And so he's not freaking out as much as Rhodes is because when they get surrounded by a bunch of people that are on fire, Stark's like, look at that. And a shit ton of his suits come to save the day. And I literally don't have a lot of notes after this because it's the fight scene so <laughs> yeah no i just i thought that was super clever that he called it house party <laughs> like, yeah I, I dig that yeah and the fact that he had it all set up for if something happened his suits would be safe like 
What a fucking clever man. I love when they hung the president up and lit lit the fire under him like a goddamn barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he really did not like the president. Like that's he was just on a fucking spigot there. <laughs> oh, also, so Rhodey kind of concentrates during this on getting the president while um, Stark goes and tries to get Pepper. And Rhodes gets the president out without any suit. Yeah, because he's a fucking badass motherfucker, and I love him. Which was, I thought I was like, he's the hero. Oh. Yes. Always and forever. Um, I hated the little bit when he captured, where Killian saw Stark trying to s- capture Pepper, and he's like, warming up his suit, and he's like, oh, you like a little turtle cooking your little shell. I'm like, ew, shut the fuck up. Like, that should not Ooh. have just came out of your mouth. <laughs> it was Ooh. terrible. I hate him. Sounds like global warming. So, Rhodes gets the president, saves him without a suit, because he's badass. But unfortunately, Stark watches Pepper fall into 200 feet into burning fire. So, we think she's dead. I was like, fucking Pepper, we have been planning this from day one, bitch. You should have gotten out of this relationship three movies ago. (laughs) I was so upset. I kind of was like, oh, well, I guess... Hopefully this means she won't be in the rest of the Avengers. Right. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, no. It's too good to be true. There's no way she's dead. Yeah. And Jordan, it was so short-lived, that, and we didn't grieve it at all, that I'm not, she didn't actually die. No, but that gives the little kickstark needs to kick some ass. So mm-hmm. that's fun. And Killian said something like, that's such a shame. I would have caught her. She was getting to be perfect. And then Tony's like, she was already perfect. <laughs> fucking also, you yes, should- are both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Stark thinks he keeps killing Killian, lol. But the motherfucker keeps coming back. But guess who also comes back? It's motherfucking Pots. So she survived. Right. Because she's like superhuman now. And she kicks Killian's ass. So she's actually the one that kills him, which is super cool. I was like, oh yeah, she was. She became a lava bot and she has powers now. I forgot that happened. Yeah. yeah. I love it when she was done though and she was like, that was really violent. <laughs> yeah. I texted you that too. Um, that was probably the last thing I sent. I just was like, it was like after an hour where I hadn't sent her anything and then I just texted her. Oh, that was really violent. Oh, I if it was Friday, I was drunk, so I don't remember that. No, it was it was last night, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> so Pepper and Stark are all together again, happy family, and Stark issues the clean slate protocol. And he's this means that all of his suits fucking blow up in midair like Christmas fireworks because he's gonna start over. The new life. And this also includes him getting rid of the suits and the sharp null in his heart so he doesn't have to wear his little magnet anymore and he fixes Pepper. And Happy gets awake too, just in time for Downton Abbey. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so this is all supposed to be a happy ending here. Can we talk about the fact that, like, Mark gets rid of the shrapnel in his chest? I'm like, fucker, you already implanted your fucking arm. So you can command the suits anyways. It doesn't matter. What 
it was like it was like a needless thing for him to do like it didn't matter anyways because it doesn't change who he is as a person it really doesn't it's not gonna last <laughs> it's never it's just stupid it's stupid um my biggest takeaway though is in all caps i said holy fucking shit that kid is the kid from jurassic world i finally figured it out is it really no wait you're right He's so oh cute. God. He's such a little cutie. He is adorable. Oh, yeah. So. Lesbian haircut. <laughs> yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. So Harley um, gets a bunch of new equipment from Stark for helping him. And yeah. it was really cute. And I literally started tearing up. And I was like, why am I so emotional right now? I heard about that part, too. Um, um, this was around the time where I texted you and just said, so the scene where all the suits are self-destructing, I was like, this is this year's version of the 4th of July fireworks. Because <laughs> we're not getting them anywhere, so. Yes! I do you, remember that. <laughs> your fireworks fix this 4th of July. Watch this movie. It's as good as it's going to get. Unless Ugh. you live in New York. Yeah, and then... The whole ending sequence, which I didn't even know was CGI'd, CGI'd until I looked it up this morning, so whatever. But yeah, surprise, that's sweet. Also, I just get so emotional just because I don't know. It's so good, so good. I thought I literally thought you were gonna just start crying. Yep. <laughs> Thinking about it, and then he Is ends it, the movie. Hangover cries. <laughs> no, it's I've seen this whole fucking series, so I knows what happens, and now it's just really sad cries. <laughs> Oh, um, it's okay. You guys are going to go through it, too, so it makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> and we end the movie with him saying, I am Iron Man, as always, yeah. and forever. Okay, so the end credits scene, I'm not even going to, like, tell you. You don't have to watch it, Brianne, but it has Daddy Ruffalo in it. Yeah. Oh, yum. Yeah, so you might have to rewatch it. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> But Stark's, like, sitting in, like, a therapist chair, and he's, like, telling Bruce Banner all this stuff, and the Hulk, and he, like, falls asleep while he's talking to him. It's so cute. But yeah, that's, that is Iron Man 3, (sighs) y'all. So I need ratings, thoughts, notes. Okay, I want to go first, because Brianne's are always better than mine. (laughs) So... Um, I just don't want to have to follow you. So, <laughs> I this is definitely my favorite Iron Man movie, Aww. just sheerly because of like the one-liners and the humor from this movie, mm-hmm. um, which is at the end of the day always going to be the most important thing to me. And I thought it was hilarious. I laughed out loud so <laughs> many times. Um. So I guess I feel like I've given every movie a five star rating. I'm gonna give this a five star rating because <laughs> it was funny and I laughed and I cried a little bit. Great. And I'm excited for the next movie <gasps> is what? Thor The Dark World. So we get Ooh. our boy Chris Hemsworth drop. <laughs> I'm getting tired. <laughs> So, first of all, Michaela, because you're so into this, there's this 
a really adorable lesbian on TikTok that is very nerdy and I think that you should follow. I mean, if I haven't seen her shit already. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll have to track her down. She's super cute. She's like literally everything that you would want to follow. And it's mostly Star Wars, but she jumps into Marvel as well. Ooh. That being said, pros and cons to this movie. I really enjoyed the storyline. It went a lot quicker than I thought it would go, you know, because it's, it's a couple hour movie. Also, that was another pro. It is only two hours and 11 minutes, you guys. What are these Marvel movies? Oh, yeah. uh, the uh, con for me is that Stark has always been a really difficult char character for me to get behind because he kind of, re he really does represent this like bullshit white man privilege, which I, I struggle with a lot. And I know that that's my own bias. I have a bias against that and that's just me and I, mm -hmm. whatever. The other thing I don't like, I hate child actors. I do. I always have. <laughs> I always have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mickey. I can't get behind it. I, I just no. can't. That's not entertaining. I just me. think it's so funny that you hate children actors and me and you <laughs> met taking care of children. <laughs> that is super funny. I guess I'm, I'm just trying to be honest, okay? I'm just trying to be honest. No, you should. That's funny. I've never really considered. This is gonna sound bad, but I don't think of child actors as like people. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, you're just like a prop in this movie. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think the especially in this movie, like, I don't think of that kid, even though he was great and he was like an important part. I'm like, yeah, but he was just like there. Like, he wasn't like. An actor. <laughs> you know what I mean? The only uh, time I ever got behind it, and I think this child should have gotten some award, was The Sixth Sense. Ooh. Or, if you've, if you've seen Room with Brie Larson and that yeah. kid. Yep. No, I still needed that. Oh. <laughs> I still needed it. <laughs> this is a struggle that I have. I'm, I'm, I can work through it. It's fine. I think I just. Why? Who cares? You can hate child actors. <laughs> Well, I think it's children in general, Jordan, and that might be the problem. Oh, There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. They're terrible. <laughs> You're trying to blame it on child actors, but oh, really. But let's be real. If we're breaking it down, child acting is terrible. It's pretty bad. As a concept, yes. Something I wouldn't. Sound right. Yeah. We're going to go deep dive into, like, how Hollywood's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, but here's my ratings. I know we got to wrap up. Sorry, I'm getting really tired. <laughs> So with, with Stark here, it's all about finding yourself through millions of dollars in damages and a lava bot girlfriend. Yep. See? Yep. God damn it. Like, what? My ratings are never even that good. Ever. <sighs> Whatever. Okay, fine. So this is the first movie that I saw midnight premiere of the Marvel. Because remember, you used to be able to see movies at midnight? Um, or see movies ever. You used to be able to go. Oh, yeah. Movies. I forgot about that. <laughs> This is the second time I forgot about COVID. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I would see, this one was the, like, the movie that actually made me a Marvel fan. Like, before I was just, like, passively watching it because, like, all my friends were into it. But then I saw this movie and I'm like, holy shit, I want to see every single one of these movies for the first time in theaters for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> so that's why I love this movie. My rating is RDJ shaking his hips to Jingle Bells is all I need in life. So yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. But yeah, woo, yeah. yes, queens, 
I'm so excited for Thor Dark World, because I haven't seen that one as much, so that's gonna be fun. And it's Chris Hemsworth, so... Yeah, no, this is a blast. I, I have so much fun with these two. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that I rip on, I still love it. Well, yeah, I mean, Iron Man's meant to... He's meant to be a shitty character, too, so... Like, yeah. You're justified in everything you hate about him. <laughs> right. Um... Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is amazing. Mick, Bree, Jor... Fucking crushing it once again. Marvel Universe. Cannot wait for the next one. Stream us wherever you stream the shit you stream because we're everywhere now, baby. Woo! We'll see you next time. Keep listening so I can quit my job and do that instead.